93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. To Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV is going to be with you on a Monday. Glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening as you drive about town, perhaps on 93.3 FM Real Talk Radio, or maybe you're dialed in on War Chant TV. We appreciate it either way. However, it is you consume the program. Uh, I know you're busy, you got busy lives. So when you take time out to listen to this guy, Appreciate that very much. Uh, spirited first hour. I would encourage you to uh, go back if you missed any of it. Pretty thorough there. I'll touch on the highlights, I suppose. Uh, obviously, we're a little angry today, a little frustrated, disillusioned, and uh, a gut punch. But uh, none uh, none more than the uh, the pain in the hearts of those that uh, actually play the game. Those players who sacrificed and put it all on the line and won all their games and found a way to overcome adversity and were not rewarded with anything more than an exhibition game that matters not anymore. That is the Orange Bowl. It's not in the playoff rotation this year, so uh, doubt many of our guys are going to play in it. Same goes for Georgia. Along the way, there have been many missteps and things that we thought would maybe make college football better didn't and some that did, but one of the things that is uh, frustrating is – Certain traditions and aspects of the game have gone the way of the Dodo. It seemed to me there was a time, obviously, when the Fiesta Bowl or the Orange Bowl or the Rose Bowl or the Sugar Bowl in a given year, Cotton Bowl, was a big deal. We now know they aren't. Um, We we, we now know that uh, unless you're in a playoff game, you're playing an exhibition game, and players most certainly know that. And so if you are slotted to have any shot at all to go make millions of dollars in the National Football League, I understand if you don't play in said exhibition game. doesn't count. So... I think you'll see that, and I think you'll see Georgia do that a lot um, as well. Many of those players. I mean, why, why, if you're, if you're Brock, would you, uh, would you play? You know, right? I mean, I'm not talking about our Brock. Um, but, you know, why, why, would, why would you play? Huh, I'd want to get back on the field if I'm our Brock. Well, I, I, I can do better, guys. He, he needs a lot of playing. Uh, yes, maybe that was uh, buried, buried very deep by what happened yesterday. But how do you feel about going into the portal for a quarterback now? Did Brock's performance change your mind in any way, or do you say true freshman, tough spot? Let's uh, roll. Well, I, I lean towards the latter, maybe more than most in this fan base. I, I, I think really tough spot, true freshman, first ever career start, missed a ton of the season due to injury and couldn't rep. I mean, I, I don't know that uh, it's it's anything close to a surprise that he played terribly. Um, but but I I mean, come on, give him an entire spring to compete and a full fall camp, and uh, I think you'd see a better version. I get what you're saying, though. If you have a bona fide, proven commodity at the quarterback position that wants to come and is somebody that you think fits your culture and your offense and isn't going to break the bank of what you have with uh, the battle's end and what they're trying to do in regards to roster retention as well as acquisition. I know that that's not the proper phrasing, but we're grownups here. Again, we have honest conversations about how this all works now. Um, 
And I, and I, I think uh, you, you have to measure it. You have to be very measured here because Florida State next year, while possibly being a playoff team, is not really set to make a run at the national championship uh, because of the many losses they're going to have. There are certain players you cannot retain because they've graduated and they're off to the NFL in some cases. So uh, you're going to miss some some pieces of the puzzle there. Now, I will say you may end up being surprised uh, by some of the people that choose to come back, just as you might be surprised by some of the people that choose to go in the portal. Uh, you know, w- working as we do covering the team, we hear lots of things, some credible, some not credible. I tend not to try to ever uh, banty about on the airwaves the non-credible, but the ones that come from places that have been largely consistent and are rooted in objectivity and uh, and knowledge of the inner workings of the program, I'll lend credence to and listen closely to. And I will say that there are several players that I won't be surprised uh, if they announce that they're uh, going to enter the portal. And that's not how I'm going to judge. Like I, I think big picture here, I'm not judging. So we just watched going into this offseason, this past offseason, we just watched what roster retention looks like. How an NIL, how a collective, how the battles end in this case could make a massive impact or have, excuse me, a massive impact on the success of a program. Recognizing who to keep, who not to keep, and who to retain and who to bring in, right? So it's like, okay, we've got this opportunity to bring in a Keon Coleman, who until until recently was a dynamic playmaker for you. He's been playing hurt now. He's a shell of himself. Uh, hasn't played well in a few weeks. He's a guy that uh, obviously is going to take it on to the NFL. But for a big part of this season, he was a huge, huge component to what you did offensively and why you led the league in scoring and why you were one of the better offenses in the country for the better part of seven or eight weeks. So anyhow, that was a good risk, right? It, it worked out. That was a smart move. But was it was it a better move than making sure you retain Jordan Travis and Jared Verse? Of course not, right? It was more important roster retention to bring back those two dynamic players on either side of the ball, and they went a long way in helping you win a bunch of football games. And well, And, yes, luring a player like Keon Coleman. Right, you know, right. Jo- Jordan starts the domino effect. Right. Yeah. So by bringing back the components of an offense that were really clicking at the end of last year, you then enticed others to take a good long look at Florida State. So my point would be, that was a case where you recognized you had the pieces in place. You just needed to retain them. If you could get, you know, Jared Verse to come back, if you could get Jordan Travis, if you could get Johnny Wilson to come back, if you could get those players to come back, you had the core of what you needed to go win some football games. And by doing that, again, others saw that Florida State was on the cusp of a really good season, not only because they had won a bunch of games in a row to conclude the season and you know, 10 games, uh, 10 game winners and all of that, uh, but because they retain the talent. This year, your objective may be a little bit different. You know, you might be, as a collective now, you're looking, you're always looking at your your roster, your current roster, who's on it that is an integral part to your success, and can you retain them? Is it possible to retain them? And then if you do, what do you have left in a given year to perhaps talk to some of those that are interested in making their way here from other programs. And even within that, you have to decide, are we appreciably better if we say yes to this kid who's reached out to us but wants this? is going to sign under the auspices of, I need this kind of opportunity within the NIL if I come to Florida State, right? 
All right, so now you measure that. It's a scale. You're constantly deciding, well, is it worth it? Like this kid, no doubt, bring it back home to quarterback play. There might be a kid. Let's let's say, I, I'm just going to use him as an example. It's not this kid. But had last week you been contacted by Riley Leonard, okay, who when healthy is a good quarterback and is ascending in terms of what he'll eventually be, right? He's a smart kid. You know, he's learned the offense quickly. He's physical. He can do a lot of things for you, okay? So now you're thinking, I don't need Riley Leonard. But he's interested, let's say. But he wants a certain, you know, a certain NIL package. Okay, does he make it so that you go from an 8-win to a 10-win team? Because if the answer is yes, that could be the difference between making the playoff and not making the playoff, making a run at competing for the ACC title, or not making a run at competing for the ACC title. Yeah, I think at this point you got to win the conference. Well, that, that, that would be the barometer. you got to win the conference because that's the only guaranteed spot in the 12-team playoff. Yeah, okay. So so if you're going to get put from an 8-win team to a 10-win team, that's not enough. Probably not enough. Not enough for me. 10 win, 10 and 2? Nope, you're not in. So these are the evaluations that you're making, man. I'm not overspending to not make the playoff. I'm not overspending to disrupt the quarterback room on a non-proven commodity. I'm not doing something that maybe gets me to 9, 10 wins when I'm already pretty sure I'm going to win 8. Like, I'm not doing that. And these are the tough decisions. You're going to have guys now, and i got to give – the battle's in credit. We all do. But you're, you're, because you've been successful and because you've been able to retain players and because you've been in this space one of the leaders, you're now thought as a, of as a salve, as a fix-it, be-all, you, that, that you can make anything, any problem go away. And that's not how this works. One of the reasons that they're successful is because they're calculated with how they spend their money and don't spend their money and who they spend their on, money on, more importantly. And so that might mean making some very difficult decisions. You know, if, if you have a player come in who's a starter, but he's just another guy, he's just a jag, he's just another guy, he's a starter. So by definition, he matters, he's a starter for you, but he's not changing the game. He's not an all-conference type or an all-American type. He's just somebody who has to start for you right now because you don't have the better player at the position. And he comes to you and he thinks that he's more valuable than he is. And he says, I want a million dollars. You know, you may have to say, have a good day to a starter. You're not worth a million dollars. I'm not resetting the market for you. Good luck at Colorado. Good luck at South Carolina. Good luck at wherever it is you think you're going to get this figure that you're trying to ask from us. It's and a, so it's 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 going to be fascinating. It's something that happens in the NFL and the NHL and any salary cap sport anywhere. Winning breeds value for who you are. Sometimes over what you would be if you were on an eight and four team or in the NFL an eight and eight team, seven and eight, um, seven and sorry eight and nine these yeah. days. Do the math, Tom. Think about it like um, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, they win a Super Bowl. Everybody's value goes up. Mahomes makes dudes money. Tyreek Hill was good enough to make money on his own, but they had to make a tough decision at a pinch point. Yeah, you know, do they want Kelsey or do they want Hill? Bye bye, Tyreek. They're going to have to spend the money elsewhere. Yeah. They've since won another Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so these are the decisions. You have to be a capologist if you are somebody who's working for a collective. Because, you, as you say, you cannot reset the market because guess what's going to happen? 
three months from now, you're going to have to reset the market again. Well, if you and keep three doing, months later, well, and also and three you, months later, because the market doesn't fix between this window of like 15 days. You've got a high school market, a transfer market, a retention market, all of it. There are multiple markets at the same time. It would be like different free agency windows. It's almost like combining the most chaotic elements of the NFL and Major League Baseball, which has the draft and the international pipeline all at the same time right. for college. Yeah, You've got to be running all of those numbers simultaneously. What you know? What will Florida State be? What will be the interest in going outside of the locker room, especially when you're signing an elite class? Now, that brings me to another subject matter, which is some of you have asked the question, how will the committee's shafting of Florida State affect their ability to recruit and sustain an elite level of recruiting? The thought being that it will be used against you by rival coaches in the SEC, and I guess to a lesser degree the Big Ten, but if you look at regionally where you're recruiting players, most assuredly the SEC. Well, again, it's a simple retort, but not every kid is the sharpest knife in the drawer. So maybe early on you will find out that uh, it is used against you and the league can be perceived as a joke, as lesser than, because it is, and they just made that abundantly clear, as we stated last hour. You could also then very quickly say, it's a moot point. Next year, there are 12 teams going to the playoff. Don't fall for that shenanigans. That speaks to the desperation, young man, but we're fine. Well, and here's the other part. This is the thing that makes me proud. I wish I never had to learn this about our fan base. But if you've seen in the last week, the Battles End membership was around 1,300 and change this time last week. Yeah, It's, it's, it's over 2,000. Oh, and it's going to continue to grow. And, and, and listen, people will be galvanized by this. They absolutely will be. You can make a choice, and again, I do not blame you. Now, if we are 48, 72 hours from today and you're saying the same things about what does it matter, then, then leave. Then, then you've made your choice. I don't blame you for making the choice, but go ahead and make the choice. Because those of us that are sticking around here and want to make this thing right as best we can in a corrupt system, but we want to own it, we want it to be ours and we want it to work for us. We've got to be a part of the solution. And a lot of people have decided to become a part of the solution at that level. I'm sure booster membership probably looks the same. I would think there's been an increase there as well. People are pissed off. They want to make it right. And to answer the question about does this affect our recruiting, at that point, no. No, it does not. No, it does not. Because now you're making the right decisions. Good yeah. job, fan base. You know, ultimately, the, the, the greatest revenge, now you can't undo this injustice. And it is a setback, and it stings today. And again, I feel most for the athletes themselves and the coaches. I mean, we're all hurting in the fan base, there's no doubt, but goodness gracious, those poor players and those coaches. I just want to keep reiterating that. It's not woe is me, it's that's a damn shame what you did to them. But that said, your ultimate re revenge, you know, is, is, is to live well, right? Well, you keep winning. You just keep on winning. Just keep on winning. When you go to the Big Ten, just keep on winning. When you go to the SEC, if that's what you have to do, just keep on winning. Easier said than done. Nobody's going to close their eyes and pretend that Florida State's going to magically join that league. These two leagues are going to ultimately be very difficult to win. <laughs> that It will be a riveting product. There's no getting around it. It will be. I mean, the Big Ten this year was an embarrassment. Ohio State isn't very good. Penn State sucks. The rest of that league is ass. Well, they've got three top ten teams. I don't know what you're talking Michigan about. Michigan might very well be good. We just don't know because they didn't play anybody who's any good. 
Now, that might be a stretch. I may have overstated it for effect. I do think Ohio State's okay. And Michigan beat that team. Well, can you say definitively? That's the the one good win. I wish we were playing in the Big Ten this year. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. The league will be made better when Southern Cal and Washington and Oregon and anybody else joins it, right? Like that. That's a better league now because we don't have to sit there and watch an Iowa team play one element of the game exceptionally well and not the other at all. (laughs) It's like, really? You have one of the greatest defenses to walk the earth and the worst offense I've ever seen. So we won't have to suffer that in a championship game anymore, in all likelihood. There will be more to the offering in the way of balance, competitive balance. And obviously, we know as they continue to build into these super conferences, uh, you're going to have to get used to the idea that 10-2 and might do it, which is fine. If you're rewarded for being good and playing in a super league and winning games then, okay, great. But how to get there from here and how to ensure that once you do, you're elite the second you step foot in it. This is that moment in time. We're at a crossroads. This is it. You got to get out. You now know it. You already knew it, but now you really know it. Now they've made it plainly obvious. They, they went beyond, like, they decided in that very moment, we're going to let everybody know it's about the money. We're going to let everybody know it's about ESPN ratings. And we think a full-strength Alabama versus a full-strength Michigan is a better matchup because of the ratings, so we're going to do it. And there'll be pushback, and the integrity of the sport will suffer because of it, but we don't care. We're just going to do it. All right, got it, got it. Okay, good, thanks. Thanks for letting us know. You should be ashamed of yourself. There's a special spot in hell for you and many corporate folks like you, but that's all right. Now I know. Got it. It's out in the open. Let's just get to the getting, figure it out, because once again, I'll repeat myself, They are not going to stop playing college football, and Florida State cares deeply about playing college football. That's it, my man. That's my slogan I'm living by right now, which is fund the exit. Fund the exit. And you can do that in so many ways, so many different ways. But one of the ways is to be elite. Yeah. Well, how do you how do you facilitate being elite? How does one that's on the ground like us? Oh yeah, obviously good. Who doesn't have you? You were hanging out with some hoity-toity folks I was. on Saturday night. I had myself a time. They have themselves a time every day that they look at their checking account and their portfolio. Those folks can have a larger impact on funding the exit. But how do you help them do it? By getting involved as a Battle Zen member, by getting involved as a booster. Whatever adds up to help them say at the university level or the collective level, we're good. Can you help us with this other thing? It's called leaving the ACC. It all goes towards the same mission, and that's what you can do right now. And if you don't have those means, seriously, support businesses that support Florida State Athletics. Just yeah. do that. Yeah. Wear your gear more. Like It's just every little bit that you can do funds the exit and gets us out of this conference. Really, I think uh, any any of those dollars that you have could be best used by the Jeff Cameron Show. Oh, yeah, there it is. No, I promise no. you I'll do the right thing with it. I will help facilitate the exit through your funding of the Jeff Cameron Show. Kirk, is that you? (laughs) I kid everybody. Just go buy some Zaxby's. There you go. Maybe delicious Zaxby's platters, Philly chicken sandwich, classic chicken sandwich, will help soothe the pain, the anger, the frustration. Nothing like biting into a tasty, tasty Zaxby's chicken finger or sandwich, knowing that you are 
with your purchase, supporting those that support Florida State and the way of a golden booster for 19 years. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey seminoles we all know how important it is to score in the red zone but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Hopefully you guys have been able to consume the content here today as well as on the website, warchant.com. A lot of good pieces there. Some information to uh, discuss here. Uh, looks like C.J. Campbell is on his way out the door. As uh, That's not a surprise. We mentioned that some players would certainly be taking it on down the road out of that running back room. It's such a deep room. Um, I don't blame anybody who, who wants to go and get an opportunity to play. Uh, I didn't mention it at any point so far in this show. It's been known for a full day, but uh, A.J. Duffy is, is going to enter the transfer portal, obviously. So uh, we, we understand why that would be. And um, you can go on down the list of guys. I think it's fairly obvious. There will be some that surprise. There will be some that surprise. But I think most of the guys early on that you project in your mind to the transfer portal – I think that kind of thing will be confirmed. Like A.J. Duffy, you're not shocked that A.J. Duffy's going in the portal. You're not shocked to hear C.J. Campbell's going in the portal. Okay, probably a few more that we could sit down and say, I bet he's gone, I bet he's gone, I bet he's gone. Some cases you would say, uh, first of all, I say best of luck to all of those guys as long as they tried hard, played hard, and did what they were asked of. I I don't have a problem with any of it. Uh, And then secondly, uh, I think it opens up some things for you. Yet another sign, though, this Saturday about how banged up we were on offense that first play from scrimmage, Lawrence Toafili is lined up next to your freshman quarterback and C.J. Campbell's on the field as well. Yeah. And then they run the Wildcat with Toafili and Campbell for the balance of the first three quarters of the game. 
Yeah, there was a lot of uh, evidence that they had uh, almost nobody healthy. And you finally get Robert and Bless back for periods of this game. They both play. Yeah. But it's just absurd, the injury luck that they battled past. It was funny. So, uh, and i got to bring Ira on real quick here, obviously. But but right before I do, I'll just say this. So, I'm standing there in the box watching the guys warm up. And and we're just having discussions, a bunch of four state guys. And Z-Chan was in there. It was great. We're talking a bunch of different people. And, uh... Ingram turns to me and he goes, Robert Scott warming up. And I go, all right. He goes, I shouldn't have done that to you, but look, he's out there. And I get all excited. So there's 52 and the group's all together and they're about to go out. And he goes to the bench. He played a lot of snaps. I'm just, it, it's hilarious though. We're like, there, it's going to happen. It's a miracle. And he's not starting the game. <laughs> Irashafel, Warchant.com joins me right now. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? I'm good. Robert Scott actually played uh, about 25, 30 snaps, buddy. So he did play. No, I know he played. I saw him play. I just was talking about I got all excited because I saw him warming up and I saw the group getting ready to take the field for the opening offensive series and 52 went and sat on the bench. And I went, here we go again. Luckily, he did play. Um, We should have known, though, we didn't need to play him because it was just an exhibition game, Ira. It didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. So... We've had some time to think about it. I haven't had you on my show to talk about it. Give me your thoughts as we sit here today about Florida State getting royally screwed, and this time it's out in the open for everybody to see. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, to me, it's it's not even worth uh, making the argument for why Florida State should be in the playoff. I mean, to me, it's a moot point. They weren't going to let Florida State in the playoff no matter what. The the Jordan Travis thing was just a uh, a ruse, you know. Once you know, if they if if Georgia had beaten Alabama, maybe then Florida State got in. Um, I think there's a chance they still wouldn't have got in. No, I don't think they would have been, and I think the committee just told you they would have put Texas in ahead of Florida State. Yes, but but if Alabama had gotten in, you definitely uh, you had no chance. And so it is what it is. But I think it's a, it is a day of reckoning. I think for college football, I'm writing a column about that. You know, I just think it's uh, you know because like you said, it's all out there on the open now, and and now we got to figure out what that means and and what is it what what implications does it have, man? Because this isn't. I think a lot of other schools, a lot of other fan bases look at Florida State right th- right now and think, well, this could be us. And, uh, you know, if you're not in the SEC or the Big Ten going forward, you might be out of luck. Even with a 12-team playoff, and what does that look like? Eight teams from, from those conferences, nine teams from those conferences. And so uh, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I, I think um, – you know, I, I think this is going to have long-term implications. I do, too. And, Ira, you're touching on something I think is very important. Of, of course, Florida State fans today, rightfully, uh, not more than the players or coaches, of course, but Florida State fans feel betrayed. They feel hurt. It's like being rejected as a person, right? I mean, we shouldn't think of it that way. We shouldn't sell our souls to a university or a program. But people oftentimes attach their identity and self-worth to things like sporting teams. And so when they're rejected in this way, so wholly and so unfairly, it, it, you can you can see really hostile reactions. But But you're talking about the bigger issue here, which is a sport that we both cover in love and have been passionate about for many years, losing integrity. The game has now been compromised. I think that's the pinnacle we're talking about. We have reached a point now where the game has been compromised, the integrity of the game. It is very difficult to get that back. I agree 100%. You know, and we've, we've all, you know, had our laughs through the years about, you know, in the NBA finals or the NBA or the right. semifinals where a, uh, you know the big market team is going to get the calls, or 
or you know, they're, they're, you know, the leagues want this matchup, the TV wants that matchup, and, and so you wonder whether or not you know things are happening behind the scenes to kind of hurt you a little bit, but nothing this blatant. I mean, there there literally was nothing Florida State could do. Uh, maybe a Florida State had won by forty points or fifty points, but that was never going to happen with a freshman quarterback, and so. They just made the case. They made the narrative. Uh, you know, when it, to me, it was very much like. I mean, you know, not to get political, but it was a lot like what we see in politics, where you'll have one talking head or or one network making the case for this side, the other network making the case for that side, and that's what ESPN did this whole time. They just made the case for why Florida State should be left out for weeks and weeks on end. And then when it happened, I think you know a lot of us kind of thought, well, they've never left an undefeated Power Five team out. They're not going to do that. Surely they're not going to do that. Well, they did it. And um, what made it possible, in my opinion, why I'm so mad at ESPN and Kirk Herbstreet is that they were the vehicle that made it possible by beating that narrative for so many weeks. And it's just, you know, again, like you said, it's the, it's the, the greatest injustice is to the players, the coaches, and the school, and the fans. Um, but it's somebody who loves the sport. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's just a sad day to me. It's very disheartening. And, um, I was stunned too. I, 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 you're right. For years, we've all had some fun with this conspiratorial mindset, but most of the time, people who traffic in conspiracies are ignorant, and they fall back on a manicured uh, narrative that is easy to espouse and that's been well thought out, but isn't in fact reality. Unfortunately, this time around, they ended up being right, and now we have to watch this. We have to watch the thing that we loved and cared about passionately. So be compromised to a degree which you question whether or not you can invest your emotions, money, and time in. And that is really, really hard to see. Now, Florida State's not going to stop playing football, and they're not going to stop playing college football, and Florida State's been invested in playing big boy college football for a very long time, and we know all the renovations that they're going to be doing to the stadium and to create modern amenities, and they need people to care passionately about the product. And that tells me, Ira, that – Come hell or high water, by hook or by crook, they've got to go. Well, I think they already knew that, um, and, and so I don't think anything changed from that standpoint. I think Florida State's already been, you know, the, you know, the, the, they've seen where this is going. That's why they've done the things that they've done to put into place to to be able to be attractive to whenever there is, you know, either two super conferences or whether there's one big governing body that sees oversees a forty team college football, whatever it is. Florida State wants to seat at the table. And I think, you know, they've got everything in place to be there, whether or not that's in a year or 18 months or two years or three years. I still think that's going to happen. Um, but I do wonder what it, how it changes the whole sport, because I think this gives you a glimpse of, um, you know, it, you know again, if, if there's other sports, um, I, you know, again, I guess if there's a 40-50 team league and that's its own league and, and everybody knows the rules going into it, maybe we'll all accept it and move, move on. But the way it's been set up so far is, you know, pretty much everybody's got a fair shake. Um, and and it, when you really didn't know it, you know, somebody made the comment yesterday on uh, social media, just, you know, joking about like pro wrestling or, or yeah, like, of course. Japan. And it's like, yeah, but the difference with that sport is with that uh, activity is right. everybody's in on the joke. Like we all know it's a charade. This is this is a situation where we we all weren't in on the joke. And so, yeah, maybe things change in the future and. Like I said, if Florida State ends up at that table. That's great for Florida State, but I think it it it, it feels like um, it's done. An end, well, yeah, an end of something. Will, you know, will, the way it's been before. 
Now, I said at the start of the show, Ira, that I think, you know, certainly we arrived at this place after several weeks of grandstanding and politicking by the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and those who carry water for him. Now, here's the deal. Greg Sankey works for the SEC. He should be doing that, which leads me to my point. Where the hell was Jim Phillips? And should Boo Kerrigan, I don't know, issue a massive letter of apology here? How does it happen on your watch as you're sitting in that room? I mean, to me, Boo Kerrigan, the second he catches wind – that the fix is about to be on and people in that room are starting to attach to that narrative. How do you not stand up and say, I will not be part of this. I will not do it. I resign. I'm going to do so very publicly. And let me tell you something right now. I'm going to tell the world what y'all are doing. I mean, how do you, how do you allow that as a, as a member of the ACC? Yeah. You know, I, I think there are definitely a lot of people around FSU who are looking at the ACC and asking, Hey, why did you do more? Why did you, you know, step up either you know politically or or in you know public facing or behind the scenes to do more to help. I don't know if it would have mattered, man. I just think it got down to the when it gets to the end of the road. I mean, I, I don't think ESPN was ever going to let and I and I use ESPN interchangeably with the College Football Playoff Committee because to me ESPN and Fox are paying all the bills, ESPN particularly. And so I think uh, they just weren't going to let they were not going to have a scenario, no matter how good FSU looked, where. He, the SEC was going to be left out completely. And once, you know, Alabama lost that game to Texas and they realized Georgia wasn't all that great, that this is where they could end up going. And so, um, you know, I just think that there's nothing, I don't think there's anything the ACC could have done differently. I don't think there's anything that those people could now, could they have gone public with it? But the problem is everybody's kind of eating from the same trough. So, you know, it's like there's threats of, you know, people saying, well, we could sue or we could do this. And it's like, well, those are also, your television partners. They're also your your business partners. So how how far are you going to go down that road? Now, what I think could be interesting is the you know the political side of it in terms of you know Rick Scott is getting involved and different people like that. Well, now I mean Congress has real power, um, and so now um, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I mean we can kind of roll our eyes about politicians getting involved, but they literally I mean there's a lot of money at stake here and. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how that starts to play out. Yeah, and I, and I get the point you're making about eating from the same trough, but one has access to more food in that trough than the other, and it would seem to me if you're restricted, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know that I could give you the legal wranglings of this, or I do know I couldn't. But what I would say is that if there is a glass ceiling, you know that you cannot earn what you're capable of. You're being held back, and it's intentional. I would love to see would love to see the inner office memos and emails and discovery about when did we get wind of this? When was this going to start? When was the initiative on? When was the ultimate screwing thought of and, you know, the talking points handed out? I mean, I don't know what you could do, but it seems to me if you're restricted from earning what you could possibly do with a brand like Florida State and there is no possibility of eating, as I said, from the larger money trough, there has to be a case somewhere in there. I agree with you, and that's what I'm curious to see, you know, especially – you know, from the political side, because again, this isn't, this wouldn't have to be Florida state filing a lawsuit. It could be, you know, Congress getting involved in, in wanting in, and even if it's not even like assigning blame and deciding what they're going to do, but if it just exposes things, then that maybe maybe that leads to change. I mean, there's nothing, nothing anybody does is going to change the fact that Florida state's not going to be in the playoff. This team went 13 and zero. they deserve to be in there and it's not going to happen. And there's no way to get that back. But, Maybe there is a way to help fix the sport going forward. Um, and so I'd like to see something happen. I'd like to see somebody step up and, 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 and um, kind of try to just rein this back in to where it's not just one network, one conference, or two conferences and two networks 
really just kind of creating an unlevel playing field for everybody in, in college football. Doesn't feel like it can happen though, does it, Ira? I know we got to go, but I, I just it doesn't feel like they're going to unring the bell here. It's like uh, I joke all the time that once they erect the toll booth, even after they've paid for the road, they don't tear the toll booth down. You're still paying that toll in perpetuity, buddy. In perpetuity. I don't think that we're going to dial it back here. Well, it's possible, but but I also say this: you know, they need to be careful with their wishing for because you know, I, again, I think when you look at the sport of the health of the sport overall. There have been so many other things that have kind of started turning people off. I mean, this is this is a big one. Uh, I don't know if it's a tipping point, but it's a big one, and uh, I, I do think that they need to be careful. Good stuff, brother. I know you're on the smash tonight for folks uh, to tune in, and you'll have much more on this, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. Yeah, take care. Irish Felt, morechant.com. Yeah, I, I, he's, that, that is the larger point that I've had – I don't know, any number of conversations with college football fans today. You know, I mean, obviously most of the people that I'm talking with are in my, uh, in my, um, uh, you know, same sort of echo chamber. They're all Florida State fans. But there's those that are outside of that that are telling you, like, hmm, that feels dirty. That feels a little much to take. You know, I love college football. I like, you know, this is something I talked about earlier. Like, I, I, I think objectively I can tell you that if this happened to Miami, I'd be outraged. Yes, on the principle. Yes, that's what I mean. You I'm could saying, be outraged and laugh at the same time. Well, fine. I'm sure yeah. they're not. Yeah, they're not weeping over it. It's shot and yeah. to some degree, yeah. but I would be outraged because again, well, it's the classic. You're coming for me, but that means they're coming for you. Yeah, you exactly. Can't do this. No, if I'm every member institution in the ACC that believes that it should compete at the highest level in football, I took notice yesterday and I said, start start making the calls. Who do we need to talk to? What needs to happen? And if I'm a team that doesn't believe, if I'm a program, more accurately, that doesn't believe that it can land in the Power 2, it says, what does it take to get to the Big 12 and make the Big 12 a Power 3? Like, you know, if I'm Virginia Tech, you know, yesterday, that's what I'm thinking about. If I'm I'm Louisville, these are the moves that I'm making. I'm saying, okay, now we're guaranteed one spot next year and moving forward. I'm not. I'm assuming nothing about a second spot for this conference. You could count out to twelve. Say there are four, uh, four power conferences, and you could do the law of averages. But of those other eight spots, now nah, we're not guaranteed a single one. Not even if we have a better resume. This is not good enough. I need to move forward. But that's the thing here, where you're going to have to make a choice whether you're an athletic administrator at Louisville or a fan here at Florida State. The message has been sent. Now what can you do about it? I rage for those players. Yeah. For those – what about the students? Like beyond the student-athletes who are number one, first and foremost, they're the ones who sacrificed. But you're a student who enrolled at Florida State. You're a senior. You've watched a whole bunch of crap for the entirety of your undergrad experience till last year, and now you're ascending and you get to go to Pasadena or you get to go to the Sugar Bowl right, in New right, Orleans. Right, yeah, yeah. And you get to watch – I mean, could you imagine if we were – 21 years old, and this happened to our program, how pissed off we would yeah, be, you how don't despondent have any, we would well, be. Well, absolutely, because you don't have uh, enough life experience to have any sort of uh, balance to your passions. You know, you you, you are all in at that age, well, yes. And that's to say nothing of the student-athletes who have sacrificed, yes, all of, of them, from Jordan Travis, who's injured, all the way down to a walk-on. It's absurd, and the anger is real, but what are you going to do? Now we got to figure out what are you going to do about it, and it's time to circle it up. And it is us against the world. I thought y'all were crazy out there who were like, ah, they're out to get us. Well, they just did. Hold on, hold on. 
They were. The, the, many of those people are insane. Now, in this instance, in this instance, uh, they got yes, they did get us. Yeah. It happened yeah. yesterday. Two teams they put in front of us that were where were they last week? Seven and eight. Seven and eight in this in the penultimate rankings. You climbed that many spots. Yeah, no team had ever climbed as far as Alabama did to get back in. That's correct. Just yeah. against the world. Time to rally together. Uh, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But we can watch the women win a national championship in soccer. Yes, we can. And it would feel good. That's a few hours from now. It would feel very, very good. I was in Charlotte watching on the big screen at the gathering uh, their victory over Clemson. That is a future ACC matchup between Florida State and Stanford. And soon it'll be a future Big Ten or SEC matchup as we're no longer in this godforsaken conference. Big Ten versus ACC. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Come back, wrap it up. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Orchard TV. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season. You're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factor's America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me and two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. There are many that I missed today as we were attempting to lay bare our frustrations, perform an entertaining program while also speaking the truth about what we just witnessed. And in doing so, I did not get an opportunity to say thank you to those who weighed in and did so with their pockets, their wallets. And uh, thank you. You you don't have to do that. But when you do, we we do appreciate it, obviously. And I don't want to ignore you. So, Jonathan, right off the bat, thank you. That was uh, awfully kind of you. And we appreciate you listening to the program, watching the program on War Chant TV. Troy Knowles wrote, you guys should do an uncensored show about us getting screwed. You guys are the best. Oof. Uh, might get us fired. Uh, Joshua writes, if Michigan wins at all and FSU beats Georgia, then Michigan has to vacate wins for stealing signs. Do you hang a banner with an asterisk? Oh, boy, we're going to get into the UCF realm and the Clemson Whoa. realm. No, I don't want to do that. You put something up for this year, though, in that stadium. You no, have you put to. an undefeated season up, sure. you got to pay tribute to your teams that have achieved something of significance, and I'd say this is very much something of significance. Yes, absolutely. Uh, William writes, thoughts on a Big 12 ACC merger? Um, stroke a deal with the NB- with NBC. Um, that was interesting. You wrote stroke death by accident, but that makes me smile. Um, stroke death with ACC? Hey. 
Ah. With NBC. Uh, no, yeah. no, with ACC. Yeah. <laughs> it's a double, no, that's, let's rewrite the whole thing. Yeah. I think the ACC is a dead man walking. I think that we just saw that. When the, when the NCAA basketball tournament ends, count the days till the uh, collapse of the conference. Jeff Hill writes, make an argument who you think is better, and even if you think every team in the playoff is a slightly better team than FSU, should be proven on the football field. Unfortunately, we're not going to get that opportunity. That's correct, Jeff. We are not going to get that opportunity. Uh, William again, we need battles in to purchase insurance for draft-eligible players to play so we can beat Georgia, our third SEC opponent of the year. Um, I just think guys are not going to. That would cost about a year and a half's worth of a budget, is my guess. Now, if you want to help fund that for its own pet project, go for it. But those things aren't 50 bucks. Uh, Noel Dad writes, does DJAX get to play since the game is December 30th and not in 2024? I don't think so. Oh, really? I thought it was a semester thing. It might be. It might be. on the other side of exams. I wonder if he'll play. I wonder if he'll play. There's thought of him coming back next year, so there's, we're still so, holding out here. Part of the uh, – the, yes, we are holding out. Um, what a great term in this day and age mm-hmm. of college football and mm-hmm. NIL, holding out, dot, dot, dot. Yesterday, uh, Kirby, almost in his opening statement after talking about how great Florida State was in that awkward-ass Orange Bowl introductory press conference, basically said, yeah, all our backups are going to play. Like, he was already getting out in front of the message. There are going to be some guys, you know, since there's no redshirt rule in the postseason – you're going to see a lot of guys play in this game on, mm. on December 30th. A lot of non-starters. That's correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling. My man, Stephen Rafferty, who I have known for a very, very long time, writes, we've been best friends for over 35 years, brother, and I've never been prouder or more impressed. Preach. Thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate Whoa. you, Stephen. He's over in Scotland listening. Uh, Ant, Kirk Herbstreet can suck it. All right. There you Whoa. go. Uh, Florida man of Texas, which is better, decline the bowl on principle or lose to Georgia with the superstars gone? Uh, I, I thought about boycotting and I thought it was a viable option and it would be, I think a hell of a statement at the same time. I don't think given that Mike's mantra is finish that you can walk into that locker room and decide not to play. You could certainly put it to a vote with the players and ask them if they want to play, but I, there are financial implications to that, that I don't think will, will lead to that. I think you nailed it though. You need to start calling it the invitational moving forward if you're Mike. Well, it is an invitational. Yes, yeah. it's clearly I, an invitational. We need to start hammering that. We need to start that rhetoric game that everybody Hopefully else is we'll get using. invited to the invitational, yes. That's, a, that's absolutely what I would do. NoFan97 Florida, 97 Florida writes, uh, at this point we have to leave the ACC. What Washington Oregon was this year was supposed to be FSU and Clemson. No one in the ACC this year held up their end of the bargain of being any good. Yeah, we do have to leave. We, we, we absolutely have to leave. We've always had to leave. But they were better than the SEC. They were. On the field. And they field. had a winning record over the SEC on the field. Delaney Way guessed the old narrative defense wins championships is a lie. We deserve to prove the notion the nation wrong. Yes, we do. We do. Yeah. They earned it. Uh, we appreciate everybody there. I'm sorry I didn't get to you in a timely fashion. Uh, we were just obviously doing what we do here. And Oh, my goodness. Uh, is there any viable protest that the program and university could levy against ESPN that would legitimately matter? I, I don't think so. I, I If you wanted to be particularly nefarious, and it would be kind of cool if you did it, but it would take a lot of planning, you could go down there and partake and have a good time, let the kids enjoy South Beach and uh, take the gifts and all that good stuff and go out there and warm up, raise your helmets to the sky in unison and walk the hell out and get on a bus and leave. Then there are real financial repercussions for those that sold advertising for the Orange Bowl and have a game to put on, but there's no game. You could. Problem is you're screwing your fans. And you're getting sued. You would. But there, that would be something. 
It would be a statement. There's no doubt. If I had a billion dollars, I'd greenlight it. I'd say, go ahead, do it. And then I will offer the Invitational Champions roster a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, you can profit off of this. The other networks are to come and play us in a plus one with all our players. See what happens. Well, you know, there are so many elements that prove what we were talking about here being a farce in the sense that uh, if they were true to their logic, there's no way Florida State would be five. And we wouldn't have been four last week. Correct. So that's where we're at. It's unfortunate. Good work today, Tom. Good work, uh, Director Matthew. You guys hang in there. Hang in there. Keep your head up. If you're a Florida State fan, and let's start uh, galvanizing here and figuring out a way to help get the hell up out of here.